Hello, everyone. Welcome to Collisions YYC Current and Critical. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. Thank you for joining me today for another good old-fashioned chat. Today's show is brought to you in partnership with International Justice Mission. Thank you to Philip Calvert and his team for the incredible work they're doing. You may be asking yourself why. Why is Collisions YYC partnering with IJM? Well, because I believe we can end slavery in our lifetime, and I want to use my platform to be part of that mission. For many of you, hearing that statement may be a rallying cry. For the rest of you, it may be a moment of, wait, what? Slavery? Is that even a thing I should be worrying about? For me, up to six months ago, it was the second. I did not even understand the problem. After a chance meeting with Philip Calvert, National Director of Development for IGM Canada, my eyes were open to the reality that poor people face the world over, a reality of violence that stops them from ever moving forward in their life. At first, this made me uncomfortable. Then it made me downright mad. And then it gave me hope. It is the support of groups like IGM that will allow us to reach the goal of ending slavery in our lifetime and give hope to people who may have none. This is not a conversation that we want to have. It's a conversation that we must have. Please join me in supporting this incredible organization by visiting and donating to their cause at www.igm.ca. This is a fight we all need to take on, and we need to take it on today. Hello and a warm collisions YYC. Welcome to uh, my third time, my only third time returning guest, Mr. Terry Rock. How you doing, Terry? I am good. Happy Monday. Yes, absolutely. Rainy, overcast. Uh, like, hey, we've had a fantastic fall, so I'm not going to complain, but I, uh, I wouldn't be nope. Canadian if I hadn't referenced the weather in, in some way. It seems to be one of my crushes yeah. at the beginning of every call. Exactly. Terry, you're the president and CEO of Platform Calgary. And uh, again, I never want to assume everybody knows, because when I first met yeah. you, I didn't have a clue what you guys were up to. And over the last kind of couple of years, since you and I first chatted, you guys have been up to some significant adventures down there at Platform. So let's just do it. Let's jump in yeah. the elevator. Uh, we got 30 floors. Give us the elevator pitch on what, what's, what's Platform Calgary all about, Terry? Well, the starting point, we're, the, we're, we're focused on building the whole innovation ecosystem for Calgary. So we do have this 30,000 foot view. We're really trying to say, how, do, how are we performing as a city, mm -hmm. the, as an innovation ecosystem? Uh, how many new companies are being created? Uh, how fast are they growing? How are we attracting talent? All of these kinds of things, just with a very, very... Um, strong focus on the innovation ecosystem as opposed to the whole economy. Okay. Uh, that's at the, the starting point. And then we really try to focus in our programming um, and sort of what we do on three key themes. The first one is place. So I'm sitting in a platform innovation center. It's going to open in January to the public and it will be Calgary's home for innovators. It'll be a community that welcomes you, especially the curious that want to get started and, and get support for something they're doing. Um, second is programs, stage and sector specific programming, uh, right from you know pre-idea to idea to scale and grow. And then the sectors that matter to the Calgary economy, we have special programs there. And then the third uh, part of it is um, partners. And so at this today, we have over 60 partners that enable that whole community and all of those programs to come to life. Um, the vast majority of the activity that will happen here will not be delivered by the platform team. Uh, it will be delivered by uh, some excellent partners from here and around the world. So kind of the epitome of the word of the name, the platform economy, the platform, you know, it's, you guys are actually, being, yeah, that. yeah, you, yes. <laughs> some, some good, yeah. some good, I do appreciate good naming. Uh, well, okay. Let, yeah. Let's start right at the top with place. You guys yeah. have some exciting, yeah. like this has become very real here in the last little bit. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the difference between telling people we're building a building and, you know, you should you know, support us or, or, or learn about it and being in a building and being able to walk around and say, see this, see that, 
this is going to be here, this, that's going to be there, uh, has made all the difference. So we've got 50,000 square feet right across from the, the new Calgary Public Library, uh, down the street from the National Music Center. Um, and uh, it is dedicated uh, to innovators. So we use a hub of hubs model. So for example, there's an investor hub in here that we've got a bunch of partners activating. There's a corporate innovation hub in here that we've got a partner activating that we haven't announced yet, but it's very exciting. Uh, we've got uh, global accelerator programs here um, uh, and uh, delivering you know, globally connected uh, mentorship and, uh, and, and investment. Um, and we've got skill building programming right in the building. Where I am right now, uh, behind me is our pitch stage. That's the main feature is a place for you to come and know, just know that it's a place where you can um, present your ideas to a community uh, and get support for them. I, I'm, I'm hoping it's the stage that launches a thousand startups. That's, that's the goal. And I, I, uh, I was watching one of your videos that I think had been up for a while on your site, but it was, you know, we're a parkade, yeah. not wanting to be a parkade. I really, that stuck out and I, yes. I heard that before and I kind of forgot about it. So maybe yeah. like from the dynamics, of it, that part. yeah, no, which is a huge factor in terms of like how you guys thought about the true vision of like, it wasn't, yeah. this is what the end needs to be. Yes. But let's, how, how are we going to get there? Which I think is a great metaphor yeah. for a lot of what's going on in Calgary. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, this is, you know, the thing about this is like we're in East Village, which is the, which is the new dynamic redeveloping part of the city where, where, uh, you know, we, people thought differently about what Calgary could be. Um, when they put in this uh, structure, seven stories of parking, they didn't want it to just be parking. And so what better thing to have than an innovation center that is kind of at the heart of it. And now we're in conversations with us being an innovation district with partners like Harvest is in the, in the community, Bow Valley College is nearby. Uh, even with the National Music Center, we have a Reverb Music Tech program. Um, we're talking about an entrepreneur in residence with the library. It's, it just opens up all kinds of uh, possibilities when you think about, about a place that way. For anyone who hasn't been down to the East Village for a while, like again, it wasn't that many years ago, East Village had a very different stigma, had a very different image to it. Yes. And there was a lot of kerfuffle. <laughs> I don't know if that's a te good technical yeah. term around what was happening down there, but you're in it. Yes. You're down there every day. What's the vibe? How are, how has that changed for anyone who hasn't kind of taken the drive and gone down there and check it out? Yeah, it is. You know, so the library just, I think, was the, the game changer, to be honest. Like, it's people uh, gather there. There's all kinds of people from all walks of life there. It is, um, you know, there's no doubt that, that with the decline of public activity that, that COVID had, that that does make a difference on sort of what kind of activity is happening. But, you know, Friday afternoons at 4 o'clock, Mount Masters playing at the King Eddie, and I can imagine, you know, 500 people at the Platform Innovation Center kicking off, uh, taking off uh, over to the Eddy on Fridays. That place is going to be happening, like, um, unbelievable. There's a 400-person theater space across the street in the library that will, I'm sure, there'll be spillover um, from here. Um, and just some cool restaurants and, and you know, projects underway. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's, it's going to be a fun place. Well, and I, I should mentioned that village ice cream is is uh, just around the corner they are uh, i'm so billy is a good friend of mine i'm a big fan of what he what he does and what he's doing around around yeah. the city to make to make yeah. yeah how cool can you make ice cream well let's just see where billy takes it it's it's already it's already pretty damn cool yeah, yeah you guys are just gonna walk well, under the underpass <laughs> yeah 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 well think about this also is um the new event center the the flames home for the flames will be uh, open in the next few years 
the vision for long, uh, the long-term vision for high-speed rail uh, connecting Banff uh, through rail, but also to Edmonton. These are not like these are real projects that are are being developed, hmm. and it all kind of centers around right near where we are. Um, so when we made the decision to come here, it was with the long, long-term in mind, um, and just cementing this story of Calgary's innovators at the core of where Calgary's going. That when you, it's so easy to not just in your day-to-day life, not kind of catch that big vision of what's happening at the the east part of the village. Like I had someone kind of walk me through and kind of geography, like, okay, let's think of, let's chart cut at one end and then, you know, the stampede at the other. And and then this corridor of what's going to happen from an entertainment and engagement and innovation. And it's pretty impressive. Like it kind of blows you away. But the best part is like, it's happening. You know what I mean? Like it's, you you lift your head up and go, oh, whoa, that was kind of the, this part of the city that nobody wanted to go to, had a bad reputation. There was a lot of controversy. And now all of a sudden you walk down there now, it feels safe. It's light. It's bright. I don't know. I have had a different vibe. Every time I go down there, I feel like it's leap forward months or, you know, years in my months period of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what's also interesting, I'll I'll just, one other thing that just, so we did a lot of tours over the summer. We, over 350 people came down for tours and uh, we always ended taking people up to the uh, top floor of the parking structure and just saying, you know, look at downtown Calgary and, and just imagine that this is a place that is spurring the activity that's going to fill those office towers. And you can just see people going, yep, I can see it. I can feel it. It's like right. It's in the right location. Like it's just off to the side. And you can kind of imagine, you know, that we're related, but not in the middle of it. So we get to think a bit differently. But now uh, the view is so spectacular. The parking authority uh, has actually blocked off the end as a photography zone to prevent like car pedestrian interactions on the seventh floor of a parkade. Uh, it's just got the spectacular view of downtown on the one side and then looking east on the other side. Um, it's really quite something. Uh, you don't normally so associate gonna, a parking garage with the best views in town. No, <laughs> no. and, uh, and uh, but then, you know, we're going to have stampede parties up there. And yes, of the course you are. That's a beautiful place to wind up. I think the yeah. fireworks are literally going to be right, right over top, like, essentially feel like yeah. they're right over top of you while you're standing there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so and I, and I was uh, I was also sure to make sure that we had a beer tap um, inside so that uh, uh, there can also be some on-site socializing. You 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 guys are doing a good job of planning for the for the future. We should have a beer tap. Right? We should have a beer tap right here. When you can be involved in the construction phase, you can make those make those little specific yeah. requests. So let's, I love yeah. your three P's. Let's work through it. We talk about programs. Of course, I've spent some time in your yeah. site and the programs yeah. tab. That's a bit that unfolds. Like when it, I think it's yeah. all, I had to scroll up to catch the bottom of the tab. Like, yeah. Talk a little bit about yeah. maybe the ones that you're the most excited about. I know it's hard. How do you pick your favorite child? Which one is the, which one do I want to trot around? But obviously what are the ones you see are going to have the most influence when you really talk about that yeah. future pace of our city? Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting is I, so I started in May of uh, 2018 here uh, and uh, it was a time of sort of let's reimagine the team had been working on some concepts they brought to me in my first week and said, we would like to create, um, what we now know is a, a pre-accelerator program. Um, and so we all kind of, I think, know what an accelerator program is. A true accelerator program invests in companies and really takes them into a vast network of connections. Um, and it's for companies that have, um, you know, they've worn out, they, they've, they've got a lot of the bugs worked out and they have some traction. Okay. Uh, pre-acceleration is really trying to help you get to a point where you're ready to really take advantage of that. CDL had come in and been successful in its first year. 
Um, but we were seeing a gap where companies weren't prepared to take advantage of the resources that were in front of them at an at a organization like CDL or an initiative like that. So the team had created something that we ended up calling Junction, which was for first-time founders with a minimum viable product. It was a nine-week boot camp. Uh, it still is. Nine-week boot camp. We've done six or seven cohorts now. Okay. Um, 15 to 20 companies at a time. Very intensive. Uh, gives them, helps them build a data room for their company and really prepares them to uh, go. And we've seen really great results from that program. Uh, we took the basic, the basis of that. And Alberta Innovates put out an RFP for uh, accelerator programs, including for a pre-accelerator in the end of March. And we went, my, my favorite moment on this whole journey, I think, was the day about nine days after that RFP hit the ground, uh, together with colleagues in Edmonton, we um, put together a proposal for a Pan-Alberta Pre-Accelerator Program. It was based on what we had learned through Junction and tried to make it so that an entrepreneur in any part of Alberta had access to the same kind of opportunity and resource that we were able to put in through the intensive work of Junction. And we were successful. We uh, on, on, the, on the, I think it was April the 9th-ish, we had 150 people tune into a call that said, this is our vision for a Pan-Alberta program. We were completely transparent as we put the bid together into that RFP, and we had a massive number of people sign on to be part of it. We ended up having to scope it down a little bit to fit the parameters of the program, but that is now, um, we're going to be opening in December. No, I think we have applications are open right now, and the first cohort is going to start in January will be selected in December. Um, and I think that the reason I, I bring that one up is because almost all of the other programs are built on that scaffolding. Okay. So this is kind of a really important part. So uh, whether it's Alberta Yield, uh, which is an ag tech program, or Reverb, which is a music tech program, at the core of them is this common set of uh, concepts and approaches that we try to teach. They're very much focused on the founder and, uh, and and what a founder needs to do as opposed to the particular business at any given time. Okay, interesting. We know that can change. Mm-hmm. Um, and then w- when we, we, we build out from that, we bring in industry. So Alberta Yield is a partnership with Bioenterprise Canada that brings their big network of folks in the ag food space and then it marries it with our core set of programs. And so that allows us to really re- be responsive and move fast to get programs up and running. Uh, we did that in clean tech. We did that in ag tech. We've done it in music tech. And I expect we'll be doing it in other places as well as, as we get going. Um, so that's the, you know that program itself is really the key. And then we just think that uh, where we can have the most impact is on the pre-acceleration space. Okay. Fact is that Alberta needs and Calgary needs to significantly increase the pace at which we start and scale businesses. And that is, um, so I think if we tackle that, um, there's a, the market can kind of come in behind us um, and our subsidized and sponsored approach um, can... So you, yeah, you seeing the need and also understanding that the accelerator level, and I've had a lot of guests on, like you're yeah. right, people talk about that, but the pre-accelerator is not a term that I hear as much on the show. Yeah. I really want to dig yeah. in a little bit when you talk about 
setting the founders up for success. You know, how critical yeah. is that at that point with the, that size of that, that level and size of maturity of company is that I, I'm assuming, and it's obvious to think that's the make or break. That's kind of that, that, that glue that holds the whole thing together or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we think that there are some, there are some founder competencies that you, that you need to have just pure, like know what you're getting into and try uh, we de-risk their journey as a founder by helping them understand better approaches to tackle problems. Uh, typically, it's a lean kind of startup, mostly at the, at the core, um, so that you uh, you just don't waste your time. And we we have terms like you know in the wilderness. We we don't want people wasting their time on things that aren't going to move them forward. That's one part of it. The other part is. Uh, baked into our work is the concept of cohorts. And so we think, uh, and, and I think the research bears, uh, bears this out, that the more connected you are, the stronger of a community you have, the better are you're going to be able to, the better you're going to be able to navigate inevitably the changes that come at you. Um, and, and it's, and, and that just sort of applies generically. Like it doesn't, the quality, the, the type, specific types of contacts you have or community around you is less important than the fact that you have. Oh, that's interesting. I appreciate qualifying because um, it'd be easy to think, well, it has to be yeah. the right group, but no, it is about right. a support network. Oh, I, I really yeah, like that you qualified that. And some diversity in there because I think a, you know, a diverse set of connections is, is just going to make you closer, you know, to the specific thing you need is going to be available. So that's what we need to scale. We need to scale community. Uh, when, when we do that, you know, our programs, uh, our programs are going to come and go and they're going to morph at the times. But what is going to be something that's true always is that a strong, highly connected, dense community uh, is going to is going to create the results that we want um, to see as a as a community, as a city. And with the Pan Pan Alberta, I'm assuming yeah. you know yeah. people from anywhere, like your platform Calgary, just like I'm Collisions YYC. Yeah. But you know, very quickly the conversation blows out beyond our borders of the city we yes. live in. So are you seeing people coming in from all over the province with the, the, the I like the, the inclusiveness of what you're putting together. And there could be somebody with an idea that just isn't, isn't down the street from, from your facility, obviously. Yeah. Well, uh, it's bigger than that. It's global. So almost every one of our programs has global participation. Uh, people see Alberta as a place they want to be and, and we run the startup visa program. So um, this sometimes surprises me. Um, you know, it shouldn't because I do under I do know what's happening in our organization, but it creeps up on you. So <laughs> right, I think this week or this month, we're landing six, five or six um, global startup founders in Calgary uh, through the startup visa program that are choosing Calgary to build their venture. That's um, amazing. Those those are the stories we need to get out there more as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's like so. I just met a I met a guy. Um, the other day that that was that's you know moving himself here to to make calgary the place where he builds his startup um in, then, in that in uh, that in that setting kind yeah. of we're, from chatting with him what were some of the key yeah. i'm just like what are the top three things that from i love the view from the outside the bubble you know what i mean it's so valuable yeah yeah there's a few things so uh, specifically uh, some people are attracted here because uh it because they have something that might go into the clean tech oil and gas space. Okay. There's, there's, there's an industry, area. there's an industry, there's a customer fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Another one is that, uh, our economics just work as a place, uh, to live. Um, it, it just, it's it, when they kind of do the math and I've seen this kind of uh, several times, 
people look at, they think, well, I'm Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. They go and do the math and they, they say, okay, I'll throw Calgary into the mix. And the numbers just make so much sense that they have to do it here. They, they, they can't ignore um, that reality, especially in a remote first uh, kind of hybrid uh, environment. Um, the third one is actually really interesting is that we are, uh, in fact, when uh, we, have, we announced last week that plug and play is going to be part of this community and from the Valley and they just love this like two hours, two hour flight. To the yeah, Valley. I was listening it's to one of their, really one of their great. senior people on CPC this morning did a piece. I was tuning into yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great jumping off point to, uh, to access the U S market. So a lot of people, I've had a lot of uh, people on like, Hey, let's not forget like convenience plays a factor. Two hour flights, yeah. one hour time change. These are, they all seem like small things, but when you add them up, they do, they do have an impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, so I don't know, there's also like something I'm learning is there's kind of a global startup culture and people are aware and they tell each other, you know, they, they back to community, back um, to exactly what you just said. They do. Yeah. 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 And we've, you know, a couple of examples we've hosted, uh, India has a um, competition called the next big idea and they select, I think it's 10 or 12 startups every year, uh, through this, massive competition like it's huge thousands of startups apply and the winners get to come to canada and they do a tour that's awesome and it's again it's i think it's toronto vancouver and then they added calgary into the mix and we've closed it out twice and platform calgary has been the host uh and put together the program and and both times we've done it the level of hospitality and just interest that calgary showed blew them away and as a result of that we have actually had some of them choose to to build their ventures here Hmm. i just think it's like there is something really special about this place that is going to play a role uh, when we build out over time i do i i agree i think we have a lot of superpowers here that are very um organic in in that way the quality of life the hospitality the willingness to collaborate like that collaboration, yeah. I know happens in every ecosystem, but I do believe it's one of our superpowers and I will keep touting that yeah. idea because I believe it's true 100%. Well, you know, what's interesting along those lines is as, as a community, we've set a goal to uh, um, triple the size of the tech sector and mm-hmm. and we actually have a community-wide goal through the Calgary Innovation Coalition and, and, and platform. And when we go to our, you know, chat with our colleagues across the country, it's just, that's just a rare thing where... Where, where, every, where everybody the actually has city. a shared has a ha, knows what the everybody goal can is. say it yeah yeah everybody can say it everybody knows uh, how we're tracking it and uh and they kind of sense that they're a part of it yeah when you ask the janitor what he does because well i fly to the moon obviously because i work yeah. I, yeah i love that story yeah uh, where what's the timeline on the triple the tech sector and where are we at on that journey <laughs> uh so the goal is over the next 10 years so okay. we're really ta- starting yeah starting point is 2021 nice um Oh, that's a now. That the was latest. that was a fresh. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the the uh, so there's a couple of, of things like there's various ways that, of of measuring this stuff, which is one of the challenges. <laughs> We're using um, a fairly um, confined, uh, like a very um, restricted measurement, I guess. We're trying to be very focused on companies that are tech first. Uh, and so the current count that we have is 864 and we'd like that to be um, like 2,500 plus to 3,000. Um, where most of the work has to happen is that we don't have enough just pure startups. Um, mm. We've got a lot um, that are fast growing. We do have some, but they're, you know, the, the rate 
at which we have a, a startup get to scale, um, we use some arbitrary numbers, but like say five employees or higher, that needs to go from kind of 10 to 15 a year to 50 to 60 a year. Okay, to be able to make that work if you um, map it out. Yeah, yeah. So I'm obsessed with things like where do the next thousand startup founders come from? Okay, so yeah. on, at the pace like, that we're currently at at this point, like, we're not going to get there at the pace we're currently at. There's things that we are going to- We have gonna, to accelerate. Okay, interesting. Back to your yeah. pre-accelerator and everything that needs to come there. That's, yeah, and we're adding tons of volume there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, you know, when we think of the, like place programs partners- is actually a formula for accelerating the ecosystem. That's the idea. There isn't right now. So if you had someone that you knew that wanted to start a tech company, you might know a couple, well, you would know people to send them to, but is there a place like a door they could walk through? And when they walked through that door, the whole ecosystem unfolded for them. And I would argue that doesn't exist until, no, it, it exists you know, if you happen to know the right people and you call this and refer there. Right. Yeah, but I to say go right. this one place and you can get it all there. No, it, I, it's going to be as simple as go to East Village. Yeah, and yeah. you know you'll find your way. <laughs> and like our behind me is our front is our front door, and and the front door is the front door not just to this building but to the whole ecosystem. Hmm. And we're really committed to that. Like we're not here to represent our programs. Um, our Evan Hughes, our was um, our, my board chair and was interim CEO before I came in. He said that you know it used to be a bit like um, you go to the hotel concierge and ask for a place to eat, and you're always getting recommended the hotel restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. And we're we're just not going to be like that. Like we are here truly to represent um, and to put our focus on the on what that founder innovator needs and get them on track as fast as possible. Hmm. We have to. Is there any one, like, uh, I feel like there's so many, I'm just thinking, I just, I had a conversation last week with uh, Christina Williams from Alberta Enterprise Corp. And she threw some numbers at me of like, you know, Alberta last year, we had our best year in terms of VC money coming in and 445 million. She said, yeah, but the gap is somewhere between three and 7 billion to what we would really need. Like that really puts context into what you just said of that gap. Like, how are we going to get there? Like 445 kind of celebrating, we've got our, you know, quote unquote, fair share of the Canadian piece of the pie. But then when you hold it up against the opportunity that could exist, all of a sudden it seems like a pittance. (laughs) This is my, I mean, so when you're, you you know, you you know, what's your denominator? Like you're, you're getting, we're getting high growth because our, we're we're starting from a, from a fairly um, small base, but um, it does accelerate. Like this is, this is what we're going to see is we're going to see acceleration of activity. Um, and it does need to accelerate. I think that that's one of the great things about doing this work here is that we have all of the fundamentals point to the fact that this is a place that's going to accelerate. So we have capital, um, you know, we're we're very, we are a wealthy place Mm -hmm. still. We have the highest GDP per capita. Like we're still making money here. It needs to go, it needs to find a place to go. Um, That's important. We're highly educated and talented. Uh, we're diverse. Um, we have the entrepreneurial spirit. And I think w- the most important factor in all this is that there is a burning platform to change. Like we actually do need to build new ways of, of uh, building or of growing our economy. And we sort of say that tech-led, inclusive economic growth and diversification is the way it's being shown around the world that it works hmm. um, and Calgary can do it and we can go faster than other places. 
I think when you and I first chatted, you shared with me kind of the mandate of diversification being being the flag that was flying back in the early 80s. And, you know, but, but yeah. we finally, like the platform the last seven years has been, been challenging for a lot of organizations and a lot of individuals, but it's finally yeah. been painful enough that there's only one way forward and that's to do something different. And I'm thankful for that amongst yeah. all of the realities. And I don't want to sound callous in, in embracing that, but hey, we yeah. have no choice. It's happened anyway, so we might as well embrace it. it exactly. <laughs> and I think... Um, what I also love is, I, like, uh, I, I'm I'm assuming you've had the folks from Avatar, Kevin Krauser. I have not actually. No. On. Okay. Well, you must. Excellent. No. Yeah. Yes. He's come up, or that they've come up, and I have not. But that's exactly the beauty of the show. People are like, how do you get your guests? I'm like, Calgary's fantastic. It's never a problem. Someone goes, guess who you should talk to? And then five minutes later, I get an introduction. So I will chase well, you down for that introduction because no, I have not. But their they, names come up a couple times. Well, mm. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing that's really really crucial is that. Um, when we look at the global opportunity space, uh, it's pretty clear that climate uh, is key. It's pretty clear that uh, that oil and gas uh, as a source of energy is gonna be part of the mix for a long time. And it's also clear that it needs to be clean. And so that's where the investment is going. And I think that Avatar has kind of really figured out um, how, to, how to approach that using the human resources that we have here um, and doing it in a way that's going to resonate with with kind of where we are, and and I I don't think anyone has ever come at it the way they are, which is from the inside, and they're really truly tapped in to what the global energy companies are trying to do, and I think it's to me it's one of the most exciting opportunities is that Calgary could be a global center for um, you know the energy transition in a way that embraces our energy industry that we have uh, and doesn't uh, vilify it. And I, I just think that's essential. The opportunities um, we have. And it's the opportunity. Yeah, the opportunities we have based on our expertise and not, like you said, running away from it or vilifying it or sometimes it's yeah. just we need to take back the narrative and put a new filter on it like what we're talking about yeah. here and that's really exciting because who as yeah. i've had many guests on like well who better who's better positioned to take advantage of this reality of the world's need for energy abundance you know versus yeah. energy scarcity and like hey we, we're really good at this stuff let's add all the things to it that again i would say arguably alberta has been really good at the clean tech side and how we manage that industry we just also been really terrible at telling the story <laughs> Yeah. To be blunt. Well, I also think that, you know, I think there's something about this when you kind of try to evaluate the, this, like what's the pitch to a young person for Calgary. Yeah. And the, 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 that I kind think, of early to mid late twenties kind of like range. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, well, my, I, I care about the environment and I care about sustainability and all these things. And uh, I want to be, you know, so I think some people have a, would look at the what Calgary's doing and kind of be like, oh, it's you know, a gas city. And it's like, actually, the, our prosperity depends on us solving this problem. And so nobody's going to tackle it with the vigor that we're going to. So do you want to be part of a, you know, a community that's tackling one of the world's biggest problems? How we, how we heat ourselves, how we move around, how we keep the light on? Like, this is like this is a humanity level problem and we're right in the middle of being able to attack that. So that to me should be part of the story is if you want to, if you want to be part of that transition, then this is the city for you. I also look at what's happening in agriculture and I think it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, there's a lot of people in the world to feed 
and um, agriculture isn't going away. It's changing dramatically for sure. Um, but again, we're perfectly positioned to be one of the leading places in the world that takes on the challenges that industry has because of our where we've been. Well, Energy and I, so you I just checked our two biggest, like they're literally our two biggest boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, you just put in the context is, well, what, what problems are those solving? Oh, they're like the ones that actually allow us to, <laughs> to live. To thrive as a species. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to be blunt. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. Those are really like, you know, if you're looking, you know, if you're looking for business opportunities, um, important big problems are, are good to be solving. Solving, solving so wicked problems. I love that as a, yeah, yeah. As a mission for our city, uh, I just think that that's where we're at. I think our, our new uh, leadership is, is there as well. So it's mm, yeah, pretty exciting. Comment. Yeah. Uh, programs, again, please go check out you at the platform at calgary.com website. Yeah. You guys have extensive. What about partners? Like so critical. And what I'm hearing is the underpinning of literally this thing only works for you guys if you have like partners in all their formats. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, one of the, one of the examples is so we've we've got there's multiple takes on this. The, the starting one, I'll start with our, our pillar team. So we have, um, uh, and I better make sure that I have that have them all um, listed here. Um, I know when you start listing, you got to be really careful. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've, I've got it up on your website, so I'm cheating. I'm using your website as a backdrop. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. So, uh, so the pillar team, we we started from the standpoint of we actually kind of start from the rainforest principles of give first. Um, and when we look at what we're trying to do here and what needs to be accomplished, there's a lot of expertise out there. And we are a nonprofit that, that needs to sustain this community and needs to get going. So we created this pillar team, which is uh, professional service firms that, that offer something to the community. Um, they sponsor um, the platform community, um, and then they make themselves available to the community. And, and so they're really focused on professional services in different verticals. So uh, we've got um, castles and legal colliers in real estate and infrastructure, KPMG in accounting, assurance, and tax, uh, Evans Hunt in marketing and advertising, uh, CBRE also in real estate, Pixel Tree in web, and Blake's in legal, and more of those are coming. Uh, and so really great names um, that, that bring a depth of uh, expertise and experience, and they exemplify Give First. Um, so they'll be here. Um, we have a couple of... I mentioned uh, plug and play. Uh, we've been in conversations with all of the global accelerator programs okay. about making their home here. So we created a program when the RFPs went out, we created a program called the local home for global accelerators. And our biggest concern is that these folks come from out of, uh, you know, from Silicon Valley yeah. or from wherever in the world, they set up shop here and they just aren't part of the community. They kind of fly in, fly out and they don't contribute to the ecosystem. And so we saw it as our responsibility and opportunity to partner with them so that they actually become quickly integrated into our community and they're kind of attuned to, to what we need. So we're really pleased that, that you know, all of the ones that are looking at Calgary as their home will be um, intending uh, to make their home uh, either full or part-time in the platform. Um, 
And even if they weren't, we would still connect them into what's happening. Well, there is there is a kind of a goal there as well. And I know talking yeah. in the venture capital community, there has been a tendency over the years, I know maybe a little less now, to also, I don't want to use the word poach, but basically find really talented organizations and then pull them back into their ecosystem. So they're close. Yes. They're part of the network, whether it's in Boston or whether it's the Valley or wherever the case may be. I am hearing that that's yeah. changing and that there is, like from listening to what you said about actually being... You're not, you're not setting up a recruiting station. You're setting up an actual place where you can have positive right. impact on the people that are here. Yeah. And I think we as a community need to hold firm on that. Like this isn't this, we have to focus on the long-term and the long-term means that we have to build connections here mm-hmm. and that we need to have the expertise in our community. And it, it's, and there's no reason why we couldn't, um, we, we couldn't be a top um, community as long as we continue to hold that, um, you know, hold, st- hold steady on, on keeping the, on, on focusing on people. Um, so those accelerators will be here. Um, we also are putting together an investor hub. So really more focused on early stage, okay. but uh, we have a family office program uh, where family offices uh, are signing up for a five year term with us and through together with them, we'll, 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 Help, uh, help them learn about investing in tech as, as a family office, but also to engage them in what's happening here. Um, we actually have a built-in investor hub that is just um, adjacent to the pitch stage, so they'll be able to have their meetings in there and, uh, and then um, participate in what's happening in the community. So a number of partners, in, including several um, uh, venture firms that are focused on the early stage will make their homes here as well. Um, a number of uh, skill building um, groups, academies, um, so the likes of Inception U, uh, um, and a few other, um, including the post-secondaries, will all sort of be able to be accessed through. I, the, I, the I love space. what I'm hearing is no, no, nobody is like no, nobody's competing. We're all contributing because that's a real tricky balance, right? When you've got people, it is. you've got like let's be honest, post secondary. Those are businesses, and they're looking for they're, they're like there's the viable like whether it's three two one academy yes. or whether Mar- Margot at Inception U, like so many of the people I've yeah. talked to on the show. But when you talk to them all, they all believe in a there's a sense of abundance of like no, there's so much need here. We've got enough to go around. Yeah, but I can only imagine yeah. just to call a spade a spade. There must be a little bit of a tricky balance for you to make sure everyone's going to play well in the sandbox. Back back to yeah, having that is. core mission, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Three Two One Growth Academy is one of our one of our core partners. Mm-hmm. Um, has been you know building, doing, uh, welded into our junction program and, and other programs that we have, and just really valued by by participants, um, and and demonstrable results from what they do. Um, it is a tricky balance. So a couple of things that we've done is we we have di- uh, we've differentiated between what we call resident partners. So these are people that are having a presence here, either a small office or a desk. Um, and we've tried to minimize the number of closed offices that we have just um, to focus on, you know, collisions. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and, um, uh, but for those that are making a commitment to be part of the community, we created a partner council. So I'm a, I'm a believer generally in radical transparency, especially for these kinds of movement type things and uh, initiatives, I guess. 
And so uh, we are sharing our financials. We're sharing like, this is what's coming. We're yeah, everything that comes in. Uh, we flip to them first so that they're aware and then we ask for their input. So that partner council is an essential part of the governance of this place. Okay. Um, that That's going to be one of the ways we work that out. The other thing that we've done is um, we found a, a, an approach to these complex situations uh, called strategic doing. Strategic doing. Okay. All right. You got me. I, all right. I, I like the sound of that. <laughs> It's, it's a very simple framework. Um, I think it's 10 principles and four key questions that, that anyone who's in the strategy space would, would be familiar with, mm -hmm. except the way that they, they operate. It's almost a, it's an agile methodology okay. to massive uh, movement type things. And we've trained now, I think, 100 people in Alberta on this methodology. And it's how we're going to how we're going to get things done. Um, it focuses on action as you can kind of tell over just, you know, the perfect planning document. It's really, where can we, how can we get started? The illusion of the perfect learn. anything, but that's another conversation. <laughs> exactly. I used to, like, I just, yeah. yeah no, I've, we've I've all, so we've all had our relationship with perfect before. <laughs> I think I, it's just like, you know, like, we'd script this beautiful document and put it on the shelf and never look Let at it Let it collect dust in like, an old three-ring three binder. I can't handle that. <laughs> I can't handle that. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so strategic doing is going to be another framework that we use to just make sure that we're constantly making progress and, okay. um, and never kind of just resting on our laurels. I think, you know, Brad Zumwalt's one of my mentors and one of the contributors to this. And he talks about um, when we first started doing the benchmarking and really understanding where we were and how fast we needed to move, his comment was, we need to have our best 10 years ever. Every organization in the city needs its best 10 years. And, and, and so there is no time to argue over, um, over the small stuff when yeah. the big stuff is, is there. Uh, yeah, the, the, I, opportun so the opportunity far, is now for sure. And I appreciate that. Yeah, that, so far that it's good. Where, where it gets messy is, is when government funding gets kind of thrown in the middle of the table and people have to make their case for it and some win and some don't. I think... I think that's where challenges will could happen. Well, there, there um, it is still a bunch of humans, sure. so there is an inherent messiness to it yes. that we just have to embrace because yeah. it's real. We can pretend it's going to be yeah. all everyone when deals are signed and papers, you know, it's all sunshine and roses. But when things go a little bit not the way you want, yeah. that's when you find out how we're able to all play in the sandbox together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And on on the partner side, uh, the other sort of really interesting big group that we have is is we think of them as community and capacity builders. So everything from the Calgary Game Developers Association mm -hmm. to Product Calgary, um, that one of the things that's going to be a feature here is those groups getting together. And so I just imagine, you know, you've got someone in a class, um, maybe they're in a coding academy on, in one of our classrooms. The investor uh, hub has some investor education going on. Product Calgary is meeting and training people, uh, or just maybe they're just doing a meetup and there's a speaker. Um, and then it's coffee time and everyone goes for coffee. And like, what's going to happen there? Plus the startups that Plug and Play might have in from, you know, half from here and half from around the world. Um, what a dynamic environment that's going to be. Well, different cultures, wait. different beliefs, different models, different frameworks yeah. for the world. Like that's how real change happens when you don't yeah. have, you know, even back to values and the way we filter the world. When you start throwing in international business startups, they just have a whole different set yeah. of, of the way they unpack a problem. That's really exciting to that me. That was, 
It is. It, it, well, what, the other interesting thing about that is that the we've seen because most of our cohorts, or almost all of our cohorts at Junction, have had at least one international participant. All of them have, mm-hmm. uh, and the hustle factor that it that it brings, especially when we were in person. So you got a you know somebody who moved to Calgary for three months from Colombia to work on their startup. Like you want to talk about someone who's putting in time yeah, yeah, they, and they, making they, you feel yeah, like maybe that's you wide open up all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. We've learned. Hey, as humans, we learn by example. We're we're exponential creatures. You know what I mean? If the person beside yeah. me is like outworking me, even though they're not my competitor, man, leading by like that. Yeah. Those examples are powerful. I love that. Actually, yeah. I love that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, so you think you were, were you think it? you were hustling, do you? Well, let me show you. Let me introduce you to yeah. this group of individuals and like a, uh, hustle from a different culture is a different thing altogether. Yeah. Very cool. And so what's what's really interesting about this is that, you know, you think about all these various parties and um, what they have in common. All of them are creating something that's game changing for them, for their family, maybe for our community. No one is wallowing in where we are now. They're all thinking about, ooh, if I, if I could do this, then I could make this happen. And then the world's going to change in, in a positive way. Um, I'm going to be able to hire people. I'm going to get investment. And so the narrative of the community that's in an innovation center can be quite different than what's going on when you're in the places that are being disrupted or facing yeah, big challenges. Yeah, uh, and, and so it, that I think there's something that we're going to be able to harness from this community here uh, that could be really powerful in the broader narrative of our city. Well, the co- cognitive yeah. bias is real. And if you're some, you know, for example, people ask me like, oh, what do you, you know, how do you feel about the future of Calgary? I said, well, Every week I'm talking to the people that are making the change, that are doing the thing, that are forward and pushing. So my view of the world is incredibly optimistic because of the people I talk to tend to be doing that. If you're in a cohort of family or friends where there's been layoffs or you've been impacted. So like that cognitive bias is so easily influenced, but there's like, it can be very positively influenced as well. So I love the idea yeah. of throwing, creating a melting pot of people that are all creating change and like excited. Like it's like the old day, everyone there has hope that the future will be better than yeah. yesterday. That's a, that's incredibly infectious yeah. thing to have going on. Mm. Yeah. And like, I just I love it. So the, we, we just saw, like, I get a beta kit um, puts out a newsletter every Sunday night and they list the funding acquisition, mm-hmm. you know, sort of big, big news. And this, this Sunday's had stellar algos, 16 and a half million dollar raise gradient MSP is $12.7 million raise interface face fluidic $6.7 million raise plus plug and play Alberta getting 7 million bucks to come to, uh, come to Calgary. That was just one week of activity um, in our community. Yeah. And that was what for, did you just rhyme right. off about $35 million, $40 million close yeah, to Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry. I was doing the math quickly yeah. and I lost it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and that, like you said, yeah. that's one week, but how do we do that? Basically the question is yeah. now how, like, let's celebrate, but how do yeah. we do that every week? Exactly. Because back to your number yeah, of 864 to 2,500 or Christina's, you know, 445 yeah. million is awesome. But if the gap is three to 7 billion, man, we've got, we need weeks like that every week on top of each other, but that's really exciting. Like, yeah. cause two years ago, those, that, that was not what was happening necessarily at the pace it is now. Yeah. Yeah, no, and the one of the other thing that so then I have a, another I have a, a advisory council uh, mostly of tech CEOs and and sort of people that are investors and stuff in the community and we have monthly conversations about about where we should be putting our effort. The latest one is is that um, I've just sort of started to realize that I'm not I guess I've known this for a long time but 
we are, um, there's kind of a swath maybe in North America, uh, maybe even around the world, of 50 to 75 cities that are kind of our size and space and are all striving. Like, any, like these are cities, cities of our size are all looking to tech as one of the ways that we're going to build vitality, build jobs into the long term. And so when you think about that, and that's like tough competition. Yeah, no, that, yeah, right? absolutely. And so what is, and at the same time, you have the successes, like our, our, our big uh, scaled up tech companies that have maybe exited or are like, you know, really standing out as, as exciting opportunities. And in the grand scheme of the, of global competition in this space, you've got Google and Amazon and, um, who knows, like all of the big ones are, are looking for the best talent. Mm -hmm. And so kind of, we kind of stand out like a sore thumb. Like when you have, uh, when you have uh, these highly successful companies in what looks like a small pond, they become targets for recruiting. Yeah. And so this is happening to our, our big guys and anybody that's got a growing tech company in Calgary is, is, their concern is is getting the best talent to help them meet their growth targets and, and the demand that's sh showing up at their doorstep. Um, which makes me think that, you know, and that's, that's just not going to change. Like remote work is a thing. And no, I'm like, that's only going to accelerate what I'm like, what I'm hearing you say is right. only becoming bigger, broader problem. Yeah. So, uh, how do you, how do you even insulate from that? Anyways? Yeah. It's like, like I'm yeah. not, not that there's a solution. Well, it's a double-edged yeah. sword, right? Because the companies are, uh, their, their talent that lives in Calgary is being scooped by others, but it also allows them to expand their search to around the world if they can figure out how to run a remote workforce, mm -hmm. and uh, which is tricky, <laughs> but doable as we're seeing. And so it's just made me think that we need to double down on community. So if I am at, you know, a, Calgary tech company and I'm really good and I get hundred thousand dollar raise to go work at Google for, okay. So I'm going to take that because <laughs> I get to have the best of Calgary yeah. and this cool job. Um, I want to make sure, and I think we all need to make sure that that person feels like they are Calgarian, that they are in the Calgary tech scene and that they are able to contribute to it and that they are mentoring people who are coming up that maybe don't work for Google, but are in a startup because eventually they're going to be attracted by a cool startup that's happening here yeah. and maybe take what they've learned from Google and Google. That's there. the exciting, like, it's kind of like you leave the village, you go learn some new skills, but then you come back to the village, right? And then you contribute. Exactly. Yeah, I, if you exactly. look at that as an so, abundance versus scarcity and you run it out a little bit longer than the pain of the, losing that employee, which is, I don't want to minimize it, but like two to three years from now, that's yeah. a pretty, like, because they're not leaving here anymore physically. And that's a change. Right. Like, how do we embrace that? Yeah. Yeah. So this is like, the, so people like me and my colleagues and you, um, let's make sure that no matter who you're working for, you feel like you're part of a Calgary story. That that's you your, that's feel, your, Cal your Calgarian and, first. I like that. Mm -hmm. An affiliation to this city, that this city is here to do big things, to make a difference. It's not just any city. Um, but you have uh, an affiliation and a love for this place. And so I think of that as a people-centered innovation ecosystem as opposed to, you know, we tend to go by the companies and kind of the functions. And I'm really trying to figure out, like, how do we... How do you, how do you bring it up? How do you bring it up higher while going deeper? Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yeah. And, and then, and then that could, that could be something that is competitive advantage in this global, this global. How do we become a little bit overt with our pride, our local pride? I think Canadians inherently we're, we're, we lack a little bit, you know, compared to some of our, the extreme version of what we get to see for some of our friends and relatives who live south of the border, where there is an overt sense of pride that almost to Canadians feels a little bit too much. (laughs) You know, we're being very philosophical here. But yes. you know, I do believe you know Calgary. Yeah. We're, it's, it's this is the quality of life here is bar none one of the best places to live in Canada. Like I will, and I've lived yeah. in other places in Canada. I'll say that broadly. But until you've experienced it, you kind of have no idea that it's really there. You yeah, mm. yeah. I, I sometimes when I'm I don't know uh, Latin for punishment, I, I pop open Reddit and I every like once a week or once a month, there's somebody that's like, hey, I'm thinking about moving to Calgary, and there's like this long thread of you know whether that's a good idea or a bad idea. Yep. And it's really interesting to see what people in that informal setting hmm, say. About I've never done that. I'm gonna, I, might, I might add my, I don't know, that might cheer me up or depress me. It depends which thread I feel like <laughs> I stumble onto. <laughs> There's a couple of places where it happens, like Personal Finance Canada is one of the subreddits that, you know, people are really concerned about, you know, they want to they build a healthy financial foundation for their family. Um, and there's like horror stories of people being priced out of, the greater Toronto area uh, out of Vancouver um, and they're looking for alternatives. Even the Maritimes is getting expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that we got like this sweet spot. We absolutely have a sweet spot in that, in that narrative. And then it, it extends, you know, then we, we can look across kind of North America and we're in a really interesting cohort of cities that are on the cusp and uh, on, on the cusp on tech but are, are, are still very accessible. On, yeah. Yeah. I had, yeah. Uh, I was chatting with Corey Jensen from MultML last week and he had a story like yeah. someone that wasn't working for them, but a friend of yours, very senior guy in Toronto that couldn't get into the house market. Like they were ending up like way out yeah. on the fringe in Ajax and the house they wanted went yeah. for two, a quarter million dollars over ask. And, and they, yeah. then they started looking at Calgary and it was a whole different bag of tricks, but you know, and it wasn't even yeah. for someone to recruit that Corey was, it's just someone that he knew. And like someone at a yeah. point in his career that technically should be able to afford the life that, you know, with his wife and kids and yes. he just couldn't afford it. Like just simply couldn't. And this yeah. wasn't, this wasn't an entry position individual. This is somebody who was 15, yeah. 20 years into their career. That's when it gets yeah. scary. Like I get it. There's a whole generation feeling like that they're priced out of even getting into the market, but it's happening right up and down yeah. the scale now. Yeah. 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 And I mean, Calgary, I, I guess, you can still get some good value for your dollar. Everyone in case anyone is listening and they're thinking about checking out the real estate here. <laughs> it's the value for your dollar on that stuff. But then you can be not in that. Like you, the, our, um, recreation and just lifestyle that you can build in Calgary is, is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I just, I, I continue to surprise myself because it, one of the things that COVID has afforded me to do is, is to, and, and that well, and then my kids have all moved away. They're actually, my kids are all in Montreal, which is I think the other kind of Canadian um, hidden gem, but it is. Not I, gem, I grew up. I grew up in Quebec, and Montreal is. I think everyone should live in Montreal yeah. at least for six to twelve to twelve months yeah. in your life because it's amazing. Yeah, I did <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. In my early when I was twenty two, I lived. Well, there's nowhere really more was, fun, but that's a, that's a uh, podcast amazing. for another day. <laughs> and now my kids are all there, and and but uh, you know I and I and it suits them, and and that's great. Um, but how, how do we ensure but, that they, they have something of value to come back to before they get to that point in their life where they start to settle down? You get late 20s, early 30s, you start settling in yeah. and like it changes, mm-hmm. right? Versus when you're yeah. 21, 22. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I tell them that you know they're going to like being in Quebec until they have to start paying taxes. <laughs> hundred percent. Yeah, hundred <laughs> It's almost like you get an immediate raise when you move from. I know people with same yeah. jobs, same companies. They move here, and it's like, oh wow, it's like a, it's like I got a five or ten or twelve percent raise moving to Alberta. Yeah, yeah. No, anyways, yeah. we're going down the rabbit hole, but I appreciate the perspective and and like I love that we're talking about these things because yes, there's numbers and there's dollars invested in their startups, but there is a soft side, a subjective side that is very qual- quantitative, if you will, in terms of the quality yes. of life. And when you, I love to hear the amount of exposure that you're getting personally and seeing these startups from all around the world choosing Calgary for a variety of reasons, probably least of all not being the quality of life available here versus maybe living in a highly dense populated city in India or wherever, pick pick the jurisdiction. Like Calgary, we've got quality of life beat on just about almost anywhere you want to line up. (laughs) Top 10 anyways. I totally agree. And then you, so then you sort of layer on top of that, uh, (laughs) so the future is when you think about the support system now, if you want to build something in tech, um, I, I think that I honestly think that there's not a lot. I'm talking in maybe the next six months to a year. Okay. I think that our the system with the pre accelerator, all the stuff that that we do with Startup Calgary, um, into now the global accelerators here, you like the full life cycle of what you need is is in place, and we just got to turn it on and make it go faster. Um, and then when we have, you know, these, all of these partners that, that have just put mission over their own sort of, uh, hmm. situation, which is our, one of our mantras is it's, um, uh, mission first mission driven. And that causes us to be a collaborate first kind of organization. It's amazing when you set that in motion, what, fa- what falls underneath yeah. that, right? Mm. Yeah. No, and I've, yeah. even in the last year of guests, I've been seeing like more and more like this imaginary whiteboard I have of the ecosystem. Like there's there's less gaps. Yeah. Like, you know, everything's yeah. getting filled in, whether it's the funding model, the education model, the exposure to the global, like it definitely is starting to become a lot more robust. And even when you and I yeah. sat down, like back in November, of, you know, two years, which feels like decades ago now, I don't know, it feels like about three lifetimes ago. <laughs> it's definitely... <laughs> couple of epochs. Yes, yes it is. I know. And at that point, even for me of being exposed to the journey of like, okay, I've heard of this thing yeah. platform. Like what is this platform thing all about now to see where you guys have, have landed. And I'm only like, man, you must be, I know it's a journey and you're, you know, almost three and a half, four years in, in your role, but yeah. I can only imagine the next three years is going to be just a massive jump forward compared to the last three, even though you guys went from like yeah. an idea and kind of a piece of dirt to now like a real tangible, like there's HVAC in the background. It's in a real building. Yeah. But the, the, the outputs that are going to start coming out of this this thing that you've created now that's going to be the interesting yeah. side of like the the assembly the, the old factory cartoon where something goes in on one side and us stuff starts coming out the other yeah that that door is going to get a lot bigger in your world <laughs> yes it is and and what i what i'm just you know when i just sort of get to when i'm you know we're in verging on uh two uh two months to the time that we throw the doors open in this place and I look at the journey that we've been on as a team and the, you know, I mentioned our junction program, you know, we started that in 2018, we built that and we've been refining it um, because we knew that we had to have a really, really great programming in place here. And the team has just risen to the occasion and delivered high quality collaborative uh, programming 
over that period of time, we're seeing our graduates from two years ago raising money now at, at a, like an increasing pace. It's very exciting to know that we are part of the journey that that, that company went on, those founders went on to to um, in some way nudge them towards success. And we're going to celebrate um, ten startups next week with a launch party, um, and we're going to have the graduation or the, the our founder showcase for our Junction and Reverb programs the same week. Um, you see all of that. And at the same time, we took the entire model down to the studs and we're rebuilding it and moving from an org, uh, a Cause let's not forget you're, you're innovating while you're out, while you're simultaneously helping other people. Like that's no easy task. It's easy to just say it flippantly yeah. in a conversation, but no, the plane I, is flying like and we're putting new wings on it and we're changing the engines. <laughs> we've been like, our joke has been, we were flying a plane, um, uh, while building it but also flying another plane and taking that plane apart and taking the best parts from that and putting it on the new plane. Um, I like the, I like and, the scale uh, up of it. You know what? We're going to add a second plane to this metaphor. <laughs> yes. yes. And One plane isn't enough. It doesn't really capture what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. So it's been like, I, like we, we spent a lot of time on this talking about it as a team about, um, okay, so you have an hour to spend. Um, your hour can be spent working with a founder and a team uh, helping them solve the problem that they'll have today. And it could go on to be game changer for them. And they be, you know, end up hiring tons of people, or you could spend that hour working on something that will enable you to help 10 startups mm -hmm. in the future, mm -hmm. because we need new programs. We need to get things lined up. And there's a whole bunch of this kind of stuff that we think of as the build to last, move the needle long-term kinds of things. Um, and like, sometimes you just need to like pick up gum wrappers off the floor. And, and so I got a team of 30 people here and we've been navigating that together um, over the past three, three and a half years. And the, the building is great and the programs are great and all that. And the fact that this team still uh, laughs together and enjoys each other's company and all that, despite all that hard, hard work. Uh, is probably the best part of the journey so far. I I love the um, relatability of you know. Guess what? You're going. You guys are going through it too. You know, and not that we're going to put you on yeah. the pedestal and go, oh, platforms. God, it's the perfect thing. But so many businesses over the last like well, the last couple of years accelerated the need to service your real business, but while simultaneously rebuilding and yeah. rebuilding this other business. Yeah. And to hear you know the relatability of you guys being along that same journey with a team of thirty people that have all like laughed together, cried together, <laughs> bled together. Yeah, <laughs> those are real. It's yeah. a very real thing. And I think there's so many companies in Alberta and nowhere, nowhere better because man, we've got some grit here and I, there isn't a company I don't talk yeah. to that hasn't like, again, there's been a lot of challenges, but there's a lot of companies really have made the best out of these last couple of years of just like, boom, okay. Yeah. You, there's no resting on your laurels anymore. That is done. It's like, you, no. it's, it's, it's death if you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the toughest thing, I mean, you know, but we've all experienced this, but, but trying to do it remote control, that was the, the probably the toughest thing was, yeah that we we weren't able to kind of be in the same room together um, we're now everyone's kind of encouraged to come down here because we're opening a big building for the public yes. in the middle of the yep. next little while and we can't do that from my bedroom so um uh, <laughs> even so though there's amazing things have been accomplished from people's bedrooms over the last two years i am in, yeah, i'm endlessly impressed all it's done is get is open up more possibility it hasn't changed there's things that need to be in person and there's things that can be remote and it's not about where it's about yeah. what creates the most value and i think that's the conversation i'm excited to see not this in yeah. the office out of the office conversation yeah. it's about value creation and sometimes you got to get in the same room yeah. you got to bang into somebody at yeah. the coffee at the coffee shop <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Well, we're one of the things that we're working on is a little. It could pay off. I don't know, but we're we're actually looking at making a this place a future of work innovation space. Oh, so interesting. We've got a few partners that are interested yep. in it and works in exploratory talks about um, integration of technology plus uh, management processes plus. Hmm. Um, um, yeah, I guess that's a tech, technology plus how you approach it um, as a as a theme where we're constantly learning. So I love that because that that, pan that, out, that you know guidebook or that way of doing things like we are like you know we've kind of survived over the last couple of years and thrived. Yeah. But what what yeah. this contributes to in terms of just completely new models, like you know, I know you're a guy yeah. who loves a good model. The models they haven't yeah. even been created yet, but you know but the impetus and no. the and the the drive to create these models are. It's amazing what can happen when all of a sudden there's permission, right? We have permission to like to yeah. throw out the literally throw out the old model. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That that gets me really excited. I think Calgary, we've got a lot of permission for change right now. And you guys are you guys yeah. are living at the intersection of it. So uh, Terry, you and I can keep going all day. I love what you guys yeah. I love what you guys are doing. Thanks for coming back on the show. Um, I am once we get off, I am going to schedule time to come down because I was out of town in the summer yeah. when you guys did those those tours and I had people like, Hey, have you been down yet? Hey, have you checked it out? And I'm like, So I feel I feel like I'm out of the cool kid club right now. <laughs> Well, you're, you're, you're an honorary member. Uh, we'll I, make I, you official. I appreciate that. I would love to. And, uh, oh, I'm going to bring my microphone because this is people. I think, I think I could just go down there and record podcasts yeah. all, all day long and, and yeah. interesting people well, run around. That's, we hope that happens. Let's do yeah. it. Terry, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, obviously, check you guys out. PlatformCalgary.com. You can't miss it. It's the big, super cool building. Like, So curious, in January, yeah. will, will the public be able to just walk in? Like, is it before I yes. before I throw out the invite in January for people to yeah, come out? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the, one of the key things that we learned from the Nucleus experiment, which is where the SAIT uh, school mm-hmm. is now, um, was that it needed to be more open to the public. So... Uh, we have uh, where I'm sitting right now, the pitch stage and up upstairs is all public space. Um, for the most part, during business hours, it will be open. Uh, it, there will be events happening, and, but there will always be a front door that you can walk into and get access to information to get you on track. It's our 15 minute promise that spend 15 minutes here. You'll save yourself months in the wilderness. Oh, that's amazing. I and, love that. Um, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it has to be a place that the curious are feel welcome and um and so i don't i don't want anybody to think that they're not welcome here because it doesn't matter uh, you're welcome oh there's an inclusion and yeah, I, I love it yeah. the 15 minute promise that's great i, I love it i'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. share that one out terry thanks so much for your time today thanks for your tireless efforts because i know nothing that, that that you've done happens by accident <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. Um, it's support people like you that, uh, that make it all worth it. And, uh, um, it's, you know, I'm, I cannot wait till this place is thriving and and buzzing and, uh, and you're doing onsite podcast. Yes. A hundred percent. Terry, thanks so much for the chat today. I look forward to uh, coming down and January is just around the corner. So by the time this airs, we're going to be weeks away from your grand opening. So that's very exciting. Mm. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you, Terry. Cheers. Bye.